0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Neal the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Oh! He banked it in! He banked it in! And the game is tied! We're going to overtime! Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. Oh, assist no. oh, oh no the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa. oh, no. with oh no. right Don't hand. let him throw it down like that! Victor on the deep phone! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. <laughs>
0: Welcome to episode 32 of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook and sitting next to me as always, Jake Light and Eric Hawk. After a couple weeks off, we are back in the booth and we're ready to go, right? Yeah, I think so. Couldn't be more ready if we wanted to be. So, uh, long break here. We've had, uh, you know, Christmas, holidays, everybody gets busy. So we took some time off, but like I said, we're back and we're ready to go. So since then, the Pacers uh, have been on a tear I can't remember exactly. I think they were 11-3 and three in December. Nate McMillan won Coach of the Month for the Eastern Conference. And right now uh, they have that earlier win streak in the month at uh, seven games. And right now that they have another win streak at five games. So they've won 12 of their last 14 games. So I won't go into specifics on every game they've played because that gets boring. So I'll just ask you guys over, you know, these past month of December, what are some things that have stuck out to you guys that you've most enjoyed watching?
1: The defense is always an absolute unit. Um, I think Miles playing better specifically, we've always keyed on how important that has been, and it's been great lately. Uh, Tyreek Evans has looked good in a couple of games recently, which is always surprising. I think when we get on him and yell at him, I think he's a fan of this podcast, and he wants to show us he's 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 serious. Um, and other than that, I mean, we've just been playing the brand of basketball that we have we always play really well, and I love it.
2: Yeah, I think the biggest difference is the play of Miles Turner, obviously. He's, he's just looking for a shot a little bit more. I think defensively he's just rebounding the ball at a much higher rate and pace, and he's attacking the ball. I feel like Sabonis is also just giving us that normal, you know, close to a double-double. He's just so solid. Uh, So those two guys being in the middle really helps and then I think you hit the, the nail on the head with Tyreek Evans uh, he is playing much better. They, they cleaned his knee out, and apparently he said he's finally able to do what he wants to do. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Bogie, Bog, Bogdan, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, just simply because he's, he's slashing a little more. Now everyone's closing out so heavy. He's finished at the rim a couple times, and I think that's big as well. Uh, Miles is getting a couple of very clean uh, looks at the rim uh, due to Bogdanovich, which is shocking because normally it's Oladipo and Tyreek making those plays, but Bogdanovich is now starting to slash a little bit and uh always always nice to see a uh, white shooter slash a little bit and dude mcdermott almost threw down a thunder dunk a couple days a couple days ago what game was that when he he went up it might have been I can't the hawks remember. but he went up it might have
0: and, been the pistons actually
2: i can't remember but he did try to go up and like tomahawk slam it and he just missed it and uh, that would have been the highlight of my uh, christmas break definitely
1: do we think Tyreek is fully back, or has he just had like a a couple good games? What do we think?
2: I think Tyreek's back without the K, so he's bac. I I don't think he's all the way back, but um, he's back enough to where you're going to see. Uh, he's a lot closer to what he can be now than what he was. I just think he was unable to make plays and really get to the rim, and he for damn sure couldn't finish at the rim. So I'm hoping it's just alleviates some of those. Uh, things that we make fun of him for on a game-to-game basis, like missing layups, not playing defense, those types of things.
1: I've, I've gone from liking Tyreek to start the year, watching him playing, absolutely hating him, the worst player on the team, to now I'm, I'm turning the corner a little bit. But I tweeted from the account something like, this is like, what, a girl teasing you all night at the bar and then just like leaving you or something? I yeah. feel like, I don't know if I trust it yet. Because one half of football does, or one half of basketball, two games of basketball does not warrant like a forgiveness. Or I think you're a, you fit in. I don't know. I don't. I don't believe it yet. You got to give him at least sold.
0: at least the month of January. Then I think you can decide.
1: That's fine. And if he plays all well month of January, we're gonna be the best team in the East. So I mean, I want that to happen. Boom baby. So speaking of Pacers right now, twenty five and twelve. One stat
0: that stuck out to me was currently they have played twenty one teams below five hundred and they are 19-2 and two against those teams. So that is very good. Beating the teams they're supposed to be, uh, and they are 6-10 and 10 against above 500 teams. So you'd like to see that number pr- improve, but they've had a really easy schedule here in December, and they're doing what we expect them to do. Um, power rankings came out from a couple of different websites this week, most notably NBA.com had the Pacers at number 3 and ESPN had them at number five. Both of those had the Milwaukee Bucks at number one in their rankings. So what do you think about that? Obviously the bigger sites and stations aren't going to start talking about the Pacers, but starting to go on more notice and power rankings that, you know, they might be a team that they should start talking about.
1: There was one website I saw that had us at number one. It was it Rocks or something? It was something like yeah, smaller I, I saw site, but they had us at one, yeah. which is impressive. I mean, I don't... I don't care about the rankings at all, and I never will. As long as we are a top three seed, I'm completely happy. And I think we're a top. I think we've been a top ten NBA team all year, and I think you can make the argument for top five. But other than that, I don't really care that much.
2: We are playing really good basketball right now, but the thing that makes me a little bit worried. I don't want to peak early. I know I want. I want to win every game, so that's not what I'm saying. But I mean, like, I do not want to peak to the point where. The underdog role. Yeah, we want that underdog role, and I don't want to peak so much that the front office thinks we're a finished product. Maybe, Uh, and maybe they think we don't need to make a move at the deadline because I think we do need to add another wing, maybe a wing and three guy, Um, maybe somebody that could just be bought out. I'm not talking about a huge move, and of course, we could update that point guard, upgrade our point guard position. That'd be nice as well. But I just don't want to peak too early. But 19 and two, as Chris alluded to, against teams below 500. That's nice. That's what you got to do in the NBA. And good teams put away bad teams. Super happy about that stat. Now the six and ten against teams above five hundred, not terrible, but definitely uh, a little bit of a cause cause for concern for me.
1: Well, We were like two and five the last time we looked at that stat. Or yeah, something yeah. And so so... I mean, we've done way better recently. Yeah,
2: yeah. So we we've gone basically four the right four direction. or five since. Yeah, I just I don't I I think we need to beat teams like Toronto and Milwaukee. Um, we've already beat Boston, but we need to prove that we can play, especially against Toronto. I was completely wrong about Toronto. I, at the beginning of the year, I was just completely wrong. I was not sold on Kawhi playing hard. Um, but we need to beat Toronto because that's the tougher matchup in my eyes, more so than Milwaukee. I think we could beat Milwaukee in a, you know,
0: series out of seven. I'm not sure right now if we could beat Toronto.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, So, in that stretch of games there, on New Year's Eve, the Pacers had a matinee game against the Atlanta Hawks, um, and Miles Turner broke his nose in the game. I think it was John Collins who hit him with a shoulder, and so he had to go straight to the locker room. Third quarter uh, was announced out for the game, and later it was said that he had broken his nose. Uh, So the only real concern was that whether or not he had a concussion, but it's come out since then that he doesn't. So he practiced here today and he was getting fitted for a mask. So are you guys looking forward to Miles debuting, uh, you know, the mask with the ponytail? How do you think that's going to work out uh, as he goes forward the next, I don't know how how long it takes or how long you have to wear that mask for, but
1: what are you looking forward to most? You talking about a little Rip Hamilton? Maybe yeah, a little. That's the I, first
0: thing that comes to mind when you think of that mask. I
1: know. I kind of. It's definitely gonna be intimidating. I mean, he's already a intimidating force in the paint, and that mask—you're not gonna be able to see like his facial expressions. So you're just gonna be me. If I was going down the lane, I'd be scared shitless. And the mask just adds a whole other Jason element to it. He's a killer in the paint. I think it's gonna be awesome.
2: Yeah, I just—I'm sitting here looking at the schedule. I, I just—I don't think I would play Miles in, in the game on Friday. Um, and I think I just wait until Sunday when, when we're going to play Toronto at Toronto, which is a huge game for us. We're playing the Bulls at the United Center like great, cool, I guess. But uh, we don't need Turner to win that game. I think I just give him just another couple days just to make sure everything's fine, make sure that mask fits perfectly, make him go through pregame routine. I just don't think I would push it. I mean, we're now in the dog days of the NBA season. Now it's after Christmas, dog days until February, and uh, I just would I would play it really slow. What do you think, Chris? How would you would you just let him play, or, or how would you go about it?
0: For FanDuel purposes, <laughs> I want him to play against the Bulls on Friday. Well, yeah, we're, we stack centers, um, Bulls time. but yeah, I could see him sitting out that game. But I think he definitely needs to play in that Toronto game, and I mean, you can play with a broken nose. It's uh, how many NBA players have played with it, and they've never missed any games because of it. So um, it's going to be probably really uncomfortable for him the first couple of games. So if he struggles, I won't be surprised. Uh, But he's just got to get used to wearing that mask, and once he does, I think he'll be just fine.
1: Speaking of New Year's, did you guys do anything exciting for New Year's? No. Do you think it's the most overrated holiday of all time? Yes. It's just literally a day that happens to be the 365th day.
2: Yes. Or, I mean... So, this is what I did this year. I went, hung out with my family, ate some food. It was beautiful. Uh, Spent some great time playing some games. Uh, It was awesome. And then I went home at about 10.45, uh, started watching How to Get Away with Murder on Netflix. Rolled over, talked to my woman, and then seeing it was 12.03, gave her a quick New Year's kiss, and uh, (laughs) finished watching the episode and took my ass to bed.
1: I went to Chicago because I'm still a single man. I don't have the woman in my life, but... There's this underground bar. It's like just a hole in the wall, and like you walk in, give the bouncer your ID, you walk down some stairs, you're on the name of the list. It was like ten bars in this huge underground place. There was like people dancing on the stage, fireworks going off. It was crazy. It was one of the crazier nights of my life. Was there a sex club down there? There <laughs> might have been. There was like an Elvis impersonation just room specifically, <laughs> and then after For the fetish. And then I we went back to this my buddy's place, stayed up to like 5 a.m. just doing. Stupid stuff, and then went to the Winter Classic the next day. So that was awesome. And Notre Wait, Dame. How
2: hungover were you?
1: I was unbelievably hungover, and then I had to drive two hours to Notre Dame from there. And it was the worst, lowest moment of my life. I left my buddy's place, <laughs> slipped on a patch of ice, busted my ass, bruised up my knee, and I just had the headache. And I was, I just laid there thinking. <laughs> Oh my God! I, I was really close to just driving out on the school but I didn't.
0: <laughs> I wish I could follow up with good news from that, but, or with uh, you know, a good party story. But my New Year's was just like Jake's. I went to a movie at the movie theater. Was the youngest person in the movie by a mile. Everybody else was like 60, 70 years old. Went to go see Vice. Don't recommend that you go watch it in theaters. Wait till it comes on DVD. Not very good. I was disappointed, and uh, went back home and spent New Year's Eve with my wife. But my New Year's Eve was on Saturday night. I uh, bought a hookah, and uh, you know, smoked that during the day. You bought a hookah. I bought a hookah so Are I could you bring it over. Yeah, I could bring it over here sometime. Oh hell yeah! Uh, and we could just smoke it during the podcast. So we did that. Went and got some drinks at my favorite place, the Coterie here in town. So, you know, they owe some advertising money at some point. As much pub as we give them. So. We need a, we need a show there again. Yeah, yeah. we need
1: a return. Yep.
0: Yeah. So moving on, back to things at topic. One last thing before we move on to the next segment. Five-game road trip coming up for the Pacers. Uh, you kind of just alluded to it there about the next two games. They play uh, the Bulls, the Raptors, the Cavs, the Celtics, and the Knicks. Um, so, you know, three of those teams, not very good. And then you got obviously the Raptors and the Celtics who are in the mix in the East. So going to be a good test for the Pacers after the month of December where they completely dominated. So what are you looking forward to most on the road trip? What would you like to see the Pacers do that could stick out and make you think it's successful? Yeah,
2: I'm most looking forward to obviously the game in Toronto. I, if we could go four and one here, that would be absolutely titillating. But I think that's kind of like every five game stretch on the schedule, yeah, you just go absolutely. four and one. But yeah, 3-2, I I'm not. I wouldn't be mad, but I want to see—I'm super interested in Tyreek Evans. Um, I want to see if he keeps evolving, if he keeps playing hard, if he keeps just propelling that second unit to be the best second unit in the NBA. Um, I, I'm kind of looking forward to Dougie McDermott maybe getting, getting a few more shots off in that second unit due to Tyreek being a little more healthy. Um, and then just Victor getting back to being Victor. He hasn't looked right, I don't think, and which is great because we just dominated a whole month with him not being right. So I just think that speaks volumes to our team. So just seeing everyone get healthy um, and just playing, just keep playing good pacer basketball. And I, I want to see our defense. I think our defense has been slouching, actually. A, cu- a couple games here and there, the Atlanta game, we just didn't show up like we normally do. So I just want to make sure everything is, uh, the bells and whistles all work properly in those games for sure.
1: Yeah, I th- that Toronto game—that's like a, a game I could see them sitting Kawhi, honestly, just because he comes off a forty-five point game. Then there he's the Spurs game that everyone's anticipating, and then Indiana, a, a team that plays hard D and plays tough. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if he sits that one or not. He sat a couple games this year. That Boston game, the rematch from the Depot shot, we haven't played them since then. Ever since that game, they've been playing great. They're uh, one of the hotter teams mm-hmm. along with us in the Eastern Conference, so that'll be another great game. So I think there's you look at it and there's three wins for sure, and then that Toronto game, that Boston game will be tough, but those will be fun games, and that's why we started a podcast for those kind of games.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And in breaking Indiana Pacers' big man, Miles Turner is not expected to miss any time. So ooh, ooh, they probably okay. will not sit him against the Bulls on Friday.
2: That's breaking news you can only get here, too. Yeah, yeah. I always hate saying breaking news on a podcast because depending on when you listen to it, it's not really breaking news. But yeah, it's, we broke it
1: comes the, out right now. Yes. Yes.
2: We broke the news.
0: All right. So that will wrap up that. Uh, looking ahead for the Pacers. We're going to have a segment coming up to celebrate the new year. We're going to give you some NBA teams, and the guys are going to discuss their New Year's resolutions for each team coming up next. All right, moving on. As I just had alluded to, we're doing a fun segment here called New Year's Resolutions, a.k.a. New Year, New Me. You know, that generic tweet that everybody tweets out where they say there's going to be a new person in the next year and really they don't change anything at all. So I'm going to give you 10 NBA teams and you're going to give me what their New Year's resolution should be for the rest of the NBA season for them in 19. So starting off, since this is a Pacers podcast, we're going to give the Indiana Pacers what is their New Year's resolution.
2: Oh! (laughs) Pointing <laughs> pointed to me. I was pointing to him. Um, e- pretty easy for me. New Year's resolutions. Uh, just get younger at the point guard position. If we want to go in-house, I just think uh, it's time to start playing holiday a little bit more. It's pretty simple. Uh, I just want to see him develop. I think he needs a little more time. I'm getting to the point now where if we're not going to play him, it's almost time to go to Fort Wayne, um, and he would be the best player in the D League or G League or whatever the hell it's called by far. Um, And I just think it's time to see what he can do. Um, I'm ready to move on. Collison's had a couple good games, actually. I'll give him some kudos since I'm so hard on him, but you know we got to figure out if holiday's the starting point guard next year or not if he's if he's capable of even being the second string point guard which i think he's fully capable but my new year's resolution is finding playing time for holiday
1: okay my new year's resolution for the pacers and it's tough because they've done so many good things well i think it's got to be keeping what you have young happy and that means whether it's re-signing or giving sabonis an extension which i think would be crazy cuz he's still well got two years on his deal Or something, Just keeping what we have out happy. Maybe re-signing Thad Young should be my New Year's resolution. I think we got the cap room to do it. I think he's played well. He definitely deserves to be on this team long-term. So that's my resolution is keeping what we have Young happy.
0: Like it. All right, next up, Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Okay, for the Bucks, be a contender. Be serious about being a contender. Whether that's making a move at the deadline or upgrading something in free agency, I think they're so close. And with Giannis like, being the player that he is, still relatively young. I mean, we've been saying that for years. But be a serious contender, and I think that starts with management.
2: Yeah, I think my new year's resolution for the Milwaukee Bucks is finding just a big guy that's willing to bang in the post because the Pacers... I think the Pacers could eviscerate this team in a seven-game series. I'm almost scared to if say. If they it. go
1: cold from three, yeah.
2: if they go if they go cold from three, if Giannis even has a couple of down games, if Giannis averages 21 points a game, we beat them easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke Lopez, I just watched a game yesterday, and everyone's like, "Oh, he had like he almost had like 30 points." It's like he just kept shooting threes, and they just kept banging on him down low. They got to find a big guy if they're going to compete. I with saw the a stat
0: today; he's shot 20 less three pointers than Clay Thompson this year, and has made like the same amount which is pretty interesting. Yeah, no,
2: I mean, he can shoot yeah. and I'm fine with it, but I mean, we was can, a genius. Yeah, okay. we, we can just kind of mess with that. And that's why I'm not too worried about Milwaukee. off. they find a big guy, if they find a buyout candidate, maybe, but they, they got to get big and get physical in a hurry at the center position.
0: Toronto Raptors.
2: Oh, re sign Kawhi. I mean, that's pretty, <laughs> just make sure you get Kawhi Leonard. Uh, if you don't get Kawhi Leonard and you don't win the championship this year, you're toasted. Uh, that's the easiest thing I think in the world to say Kawhi Leonard make sure you get him
1: definitely the most obvious and I'll say I don't think I think Lowry doesn't really want to be there the more they you know talks about him so maybe finding someone to pair with Kawhi perfectly whether that's Anthony Davis or any of these names coming out find somebody to pair with Kawhi perfectly Golden State Warriors their New Year's resolution should be to lose because I hate seeing them win like they just keep winning like, I mean, they're just going to keep getting better. They got apparently Anthony Davis in the mix somewhat is what people are saying. Mark Stein reported that. So for crazy. me, I just want them to lose. I hate him so much.
2: Yeah. Uh, New Year's resolution, go to the team psychiatrist more because the only thing that can stop them from winning a championship is just fighting within, you know, the locker room. And I just don't see it. I think at the end of the day, they're all going to be adults win a championship here. KD will be out the door. So I, I was thinking maybe, you know, the New Year's resolution should be locking up KD I think the New Year's resolution, get this championship, let KD walk, and just try to keep building with Steph and some of those guys. So.
0: And it also came out, DeMarcus Cousin expressed interest in staying with the Warriors even for another year. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, I did see that.
0: Uh, <coughs> next up, the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder, I think,
1: I don't know. What do you think, Jake? This oh, is a tough one,
2: actually. Yeah, for me, again, I think they just need to keep utilizing uh, Paul George. Uh, which is sad to say, but I've watched him actually two or three times over the past month, which isn't a lot, but I just think sometimes Russell Westbrook just gets going too much, and the ball's just in his hands a lot. Now, Paul George has actually just really impressed me with Uh, He's just become a little more efficient, and I think they just need to run the ball through him a little bit more and uh, maybe not so much Russell Westbrook because when Paul George gets the ball, that also gets Steven Adams some paint touches, and they're pretty good off the pick and roll on that too. So, um, Other than just finding one more shooter, another cheap shooter, I really thought they were going to go after Trevor Ariza, which would have been scary because I think it would have been perfect for that team. I would just say just letting Paul George play a little bit more, and I hate his guts, and I hate to say it, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt they've been playing better. I'd say probably like find somebody young, like a draft pick maybe. I don't think they have too many young guys that really impact that team. So maybe if they're looking forward to the future, a young guy getting some kind of young guy in there with some talent.
0: right. Next up, the Boston Celtics. The Celtics.
2: um, It's screwed me up here just a tiny bit, but I thought it was going to be the 76ers. They'll be next. We just went off the reservation. That's okay. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Celtics for me. um again it's just just getting gordon hayward back going because my god it's tough to watch like i watched it might have been two or three nights ago he played and he was like zero for eight from the field uh zero points midway through the fourth quarter like if he doesn't get right in a hurry that contract is it's bad and he's he was a great player before he got hurt but uh, i don't think they can win a championship with him playing this poorly
1: yeah, get Yabu more minutes. That's all. That's my New Year's Every time I watch Yabu play, he's like, oh, he hustles and he plays hard. I right. love Yabu. Yep. All right, next up, the 76ers. <laughs> uh, okay.
2: you Go for it. Go
1: ahead. Uh, for me, I've the 76ers, I'd say you got to figure out Ben Simmons' shot. Maybe just have – just give Ben Simmons a shot. Just like he can't shoot. So if I'm the team, you try to get Markel back – That'll help that a little bit. I don't. He just can't shoot, so I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think what you're seeing now, my New Year's resolution, much like the Golden State Warriors, might be time to see the team psychiatrist because I don't know if you guys noticed yesterday, Embiid and Ben Simmons both went up for a rebound, and they was just versus each other. Like, just the normal, you know, rebound that's just coming right down into Embiid's hands. And Simmons kind of attacked it for the rebound. Like, he wanted a triple-double, and he hit Embiid, and Embiid was screaming and yelling, just... I, and done with this guy, and like just, I mean, they're going off on each other, and shocking the team that Jimmy Butler goes to um, is in disarray yet again. But yeah. I'm not even like worried about 76ers at this point, which is crazy because Embiid might be the most impressive player I've watched this year. What do you think, Chris? I know you love Embiid, I'm, I, he's a fan duel guy, but
0: crazy. I mean, what do you think about what he's turned into? I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, he's definitely the best big man in the NBA. Yeah, without I, a doubt, I completely
2: agree, and he can choose a three. Um, it's just crazy. But
0: the biggest worry with them is what you just kind of said was with Simmons, and I've even seen, not that there's reports about it, but people are suggesting that they trade Ben Simmons right now while they can before things get worse.
2: I actually, I, I would be interested, obviously, because they think he's is.
0: dead set on going to the Lakers anyway when his contract is up, whenever it is. I
2: would, but if I'm, I know, I know they wouldn't trade him to the Pacers years from now, but I think the Pacers should definitely be interested in Ben Simmons. Even though he can't shoot, I don't love him, but I he's think, not going to
0: get traded. I think he'd be pretty yeah, good. He's but, Not getting traded, but I've just seen people say that just because you know, I could see a couple year from now or so him and Embiid just going at it, and then the 76ers having to pick one guy. So cool. Uh, next up, the Los Angeles Lakers.
2: Shooters, shooters, shooters. Find another shooter for LeBron. Uh, if when LeBron James is on your team, what you need more than anything, you don't need a big guy clogging up the middle. You need athletic wings that can shoot. Again, they need to find more shooters. Contavious uh, Caldwell-Pope has not shot the ball well this year. Uh, Josh Hart's starting to come around. Uh, Kuzma's not a natural shooter, and Ingram's more of a slasher. I think they got to find some shooters, or else they're going to really struggle in the postseason.
1: Yeah, that makes sense for shooters. But if Magic Johnson, I'm thinking just a big name, I need a free agent, I need Anthony Davis, I need Kawhi Leonard, I need somebody to complete the puzzle... And I think the more – because LeBron is getting older. No one wants to talk about it because he keeps putting up the better numbers. Like, he's having better seasons. But if you cannot have the ball in his hands as much – Especially like in that second quarter, you know, the early third, someone that can take that pressure off him a little bit, extend his career, have these next three and a half years be good for him, an Anthony Davis type, I think, could only benefit. Of, and he's never played with a guy like Anthony Davis. So yeah, I wasn't it'd be gonna, interesting.
2: Yeah, I wasn't going to expand on this, but I actually think they need to go after Clay Thompson. I mean, yeah, I, mean, full I mean, court that would be good. For... Just he's a shooter, and I think Clay can do more with the ball than what he's what he's proven. Obviously, I mean, he he can play. He's taller. Uh, he's got some range, and I think he'd be the perfect "quote unquote" superstar if you want to call him that. The the great star fit with LeBron.
0: Next up, Houston Rockets.
1: <sighs> the Rockets need to get better defensively. Somehow, <laughs> some way. I mean, what they got? Gerald Green. They got Eric Gordon. He's getting up there in age. He's not playing. That's as well. crazy.
2: He's getting old.
1: Yeah, and you got James Harden and Capella are the only two players on that team I could see sticking around for longer than what two years, maybe.
2: I get, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, even, I
1: mean, what you got to do is you got to get better defensively and you got to let Harden just run your offense like he's been doing. I mean, this last month he's averaging like 40 points a game. So, just defensively, just find some guys that can you fit around Harden that can shoot and play D, which is everybody needs. Yeah. So, it's no secret.
2: I would say um, I heard I heard a great interview with Daryl Morey, um, their GM, uh president basketball operations and he just he said uh, they asked if he could do one thing over in the offseason would he do and he said I can't talk about other I can't talk about other players but he was like I'd really be paying attention to the game we play tonight and they were playing the Wizards so it's the Trevor Ariza Trevor Ariza was on that on that team and I think they really wish they resigned him because he was a defensive stopper and another three guy but um, I just think I actually go the opposite way. Just forget about defense. Just and never just, play it. Just never play it. Go out and get more athletic wings that can just shoot and really stretch the floor. And uh, they're not going to be a good defensive team at any point, so they're going to have to outshoot people. So I'd say another shooter.
0: All right, last on the list, the Denver Nuggets right now with the best record in the Western Conference. They need to go out and get a conditioning coach because
2: their best player, Nikola Jokic, he's one of my favorites to play on FanDuel. He gets the ball. He can pass. He's a great passer. He runs the fast break sometimes. But the thing is, is when he doesn't have the ball, he is tanked. He is gassed. He just takes breaks. He's just this big white boy that looks like he just got out of the farm. You know, out, actually out of the Hawks farm right here. And so they need a conditioning coach because he, if he, if he ever gets into good shape, watch out, dude, because he's incredible to watch. One of my favorite, one of my favorite league pass guys to watch in the league.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, it's gonna be maybe a new PR team. Like no, s- I like that. Someone to get them notoriety, get their name out there a little bit, maybe like a social media manager hiring or just something little. Because no one cares about the Denver Nuggets. I personally don't. And I mean, I does anybody actually think they're going to contend? No. Okay. So, I mean, there it is. I mean, I think, unless I Jamal Murray is good.
0: Ceiling is Western Conference Finals. Ceiling. And that's pushing it, I think. That is the ceiling.
2: Yeah. And it's not a glass ceiling, people. They they can't see that ceiling yet. I think they need to get a little bit better before that becomes
0: a, even a possibility.
1: Yeah, but I will say they've played well, and maybe I'm even underestimating them. But I don't know.
0: All right, that's gonna wrap up that segment. New Year's resolutions for ten NBA teams. Obviously, the you would just talk. You were not gonna talk about all thirty <coughs> because for you know the bottom fifteen teams, your resolution is. Just tank and be as bad as you can and get a good draft pick. So
1: Did you guys have any New Year's resolutions? No. Absolutely not. I had one and it was to brush my teeth twice a day. I did a poll with a bunch <sighs> of my friends and they all said they only brushed their teeth once a day. What? Like Ten people.
0: I i am am a I'm a two time guy. I'm a two time honest? sometimes. Are being honest, yes. I'm
1: being a hundred. I on. go one in this, morning, one at night. One in the morning, one yep. at
2: night, and sometimes I throw a third one in if I have a coffee at school, which the kids make fun of me because I brush my teeth in school like that loser that does like after lunch. But okay, that's so good.
1: mine is just to be a normal person, I guess. I Brush my teeth.
0: <laughs> I can't and... go to bed without doing it. I didn't used oh, to. I, I'm always I, before bed, yeah. always. But well, in the morning, I just don't care. I guess. Yeah, my breath is too bad in the morning. I can't afford not to. Right there, you go. Fair enough. So, all right, coming up next, a new segment we're going to introduce to you. It's going to be very fun. Check it out. Coming up here in a few seconds. All right, we finally made it to personally what I think is going to be a very fun segment on the show going forward. You see a lot of those uh, shows out there, you know, they got these things called like fact or fiction, true or false. We're going to switch it up on you a bit. We got pretty much the same type of game, but we have a new name for it. It's called Guilty or Not Guilty. You are in the Born Ready to Pod courtroom. Um, So pretty much what's going to happen is I am the defendant, and you two guys are going to be the jury. I'm going to make a claim about something. Uh, Disclosure here, it's not necessarily something that I actually believe myself. I'm just going to be making the claim, and both of you are going to tell me if I am guilty or not guilty of being a dumbass. So, not guilty means that you agree with me. Guilty means that you think I am a dumbass. Perfect. So, let's get it started off. First one, the Indiana Pacers will win the Eastern Conference.
1: I vote not guilty. I've said it from the beginning. We're, going, we're taking the Warriors to seven, and there's been nothing I've seen that has showed me otherwise. Not guilty. You're free to go home.
2: Uh, not guilty. I don't think – you are not a dumbass for thinking that we could or will win the Eastern Conference Finals. In fact, I, I think if, if it, the playoff started today – I don't want to say we're favorites, but we definitely would be one of the two or three teams in the East that could take it. So, not
0: guilty. All right, next up, and the first few of these are obviously Pacers related, so uh, next statement is Miles Turner is the defensive player of the year thus far. Uh, I
1: don't know enough about, like, who's been playing good D, I guess. So, for me, I'm going to say you're not guilty because I've only seen – Miles, and I think him and Thad are one and two and what I've seen. I mean, I can't think of a guy in another team specifically that's changed the game that those two has. I mean, prove me wrong. No, I'm
2: not going to prove you wrong. I'm going to say not guilty as well. We need to. We should have came. We should have. You know, made this yeah. a little more debatable. But I don't think you're. I you're definitely not stupid for thinking Miles Turner is the defensive player of the year. I mean, he blocks shots. Uh, he's gotten a lot stronger around the room. Last year, he was only a shot blocker, and teams still just poured in the points on him. This year, that's not happening. And part of that is the on-ball defense around him is a lot better as well. So, not guilty whatsoever. Miles Turner,
0: defensive player of the still
1: year, still gets right? in a lot of foul trouble though. I will say
0: yes. Yeah. All right, next up, this is the best Pacers defensive team of all time. Oh, wow. Uh... So you got to think back uh, to when they had Ron Artest on the team, Uh, 13-14, that was a pretty good, and 12-13. The Roy Hibbert years, those were pretty good defensive teams, and then obviously back in the 90s uh, they had a few teams there. So um, I know you guys probably didn't do much research into it, so am I guilty or not guilty? <clears throat> I'm
2: I I am definitely going to say not guilty, and here's why: because the Pacers are the best team in the NBA right now. They are the best team in the I mean, defensive team in the NBA. They just are. And in today's NBA, there's no hand checks. There's no anything. Back in the day, even when you had the Davis boys, uh, even when you had you know other wing defenders, it just we just weren't as good i mean this is a great defensive team that can barely even hand check and you're staying in front of some of the best athletes in the world i i don't think that you're that crazy Uh, do i think that do i think that if the other former teams that we've had the great defensive teams i don't think that they would do as well in the nba today as this team would do in the old days if that makes sense so i think it has to be not guilty
1: all right, I'm going to say guilty just because oh. it's too early. I mean, we've, we're, not, we're at the halfway point, so the only way re- – I can I can see the argument. I mean, there's four or five guys on this team that like, better defense than anybody in the league almost. But I think maybe back in those days when we had our test, Jermaine O'Neal, and that team. I'm just going to throw that team ahead of them, and I don't even know what I'm talking about, so I'm <laughs> probably wrong.
0: We needed a guilty, so we've got to mix it up a little bit. All right, next statement. The Denver Nuggets will finish with the number one seed in the West. Am I guilty or not guilty?
1: I'm going to say you're guilty. Uh there's too many factors, too many close it's too much of a close race. I think it would that would be the crazy that would be crazy if they stayed there. I think there's too many teams that could overtake them. I mean, there's there's so many to name.
2: Yeah, I think I <sighs> I, I'm going to say guilty of dumbassery, and I just I just don't see them uh, contending with those big teams late. Um, they got a lot of work to do, and I don't think they have a lot of salary cap f- uh, flexibility or the means or the pieces to go out and make their team substantially better. So, um, But I think in a couple of years, if they can get Jokic right, like I said, get him a little better condition. I, I don't think it's as crazy, but this year, you're guilty.
0: All right, the next few keeping it in the Western Conference, the Sacramento Kings will make the playoffs for the first time since 2006. Right now, I believe they sit at the number nine seed in the West.
1: Not guilty. I think the Aaron Fox just totally changes the complex of this team, and he's shooting like 45 percent from three. I mean, one of the fastest guys in the league with the ball. You got all these young pieces. I think they're too. I think they're kind of too. They're naive. They don't know that they're maybe not supposed to be there yet. And I think. If you're right around there at the nine or eight, and you got a lot of young pieces, this is a team that could make a move at the All-Star break just to push themselves over the edge to be in there.
2: Yeah. Absolutely guilty. Their their roster, I, in
1: my opinion. So we, we, got <laughs> we got a hung jury. We got a hung jury. We got a hung
2: jury. But um, I, I think this is absolutely guilty, just for the simple fact that they do not have a very good roster. Um, they are they are being very well coached right now. I I, I just I don't see it. I don't see, I don't see it happening here. Just simply for the fact that De'Aaron Fox just goes through uh, spells where he's the best player on the floor, and then he, like last night, he was like two for like seventeen from the field. He's just so up and down. Uh, Marvin Bagley has not proven to be a, a hot commodity at this very moment. And Willie Cauley Stein, as Chris always puts it, every time I want to play him on FanDuel, he could go for 40, 40 FanDuel points, where he'd go for 10, 15. I mean, it's just they're just so up and down, so inconsistent in the West. You can't, you can't do
1: that at all. All right, should we make a bet? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. If the Kings make the playoffs, you have to buy me and Chris playoff tickets for the first Pacers game. <laughs> if they don't, I buy you and Chris. So either way, Chris wins. So <laughs> I guess <got to laughs> we couldn't just not include Chris, obviously. Deal. Deal. Perfect.
0: Yep. Good.
1: And they can be the cheapest seats. Okay. Care. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I got you. All right. Next up, the Los Angeles Lakers will lose in the first round of the playoffs this year. So what what's their seeding right, right now? Right now, I believe they're seventh. Ooh, that's gonna be that's an
1: that's a good question. I'm gonna say.
0: And obviously, they're. I mean, the West is always games within, you know, seedings wise. It's really close, and they're playing without LeBron right now, so that kind of gets it. Gets to it.
1: But. I'm gonna say guilty. I think LeBron will not lose in the first round when he's when he's back, and I and I still think they can make a move at the All Star break. I mean, this is all a little premature just for that fact. I, so I don't right, think they're going to go out. Right now, in the if,
0: if the season ended today, obviously it doesn't, they would play the Golden State Warriors in round one.
1: Yeah. So then, yes, then you're guilty. But I, when everything's said and done. I don't but think they're, they're also
0: gonna... only a half game out of fourth place. Exactly. So.
2: Uh, I I, I got to say, not guilty. I don't I don't think you're guilty because I just don't see They got to get shooters. Um, the West is tough. It's going to be all about matchups. How long is LeBron going to be out? Uh, What are they going to do? Is he going to make a movie during the playoffs? Is he going to be the best player in the world? I don't know. Um, I think if I had to make a bet right now, I do think that the Lakers will get out of the first round, but I wouldn't bet a lot of money on that. And I think very easily in the West, if they're not playing good basketball, they could be bounced early, especially with
0: all of the uh, young, young, unnurtured talent that they have on that roster. All right. Shifting back to the Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics will not finish with a one through four seeding for home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. So right now they're in the fifth seed. They have the Pacers, Sixers, Bucks, and Raptors ahead of them.
1: Not guilty. I think they're gonna be fifth, and I think people are gonna be a little surprised by that. But I think they're just gonna wait on Gordon Hayward to, you know, kind of come into an own. If he doesn't I don't think I don't think they're deserving, and I think there's better teams.
2: I'm gonna go guilty. Um, I do think they'll be a top four seed. I don't I don't like what's happening with the 76ers right now, man. I just don't like it at all. Um, I'm a little nervous. Um, I don't think I think Toronto, the Bucks, Pacers, Pacers, obviously. I think all three of those are locks to be in the top three. Yep. Locks, barring just terrible injury. But I don't like I do not like what's happening in Philadelphia right now. They have such a lack of shooting. Uh, Two of their best players, Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons, need the ball in their hands constantly. And when they have the ball in their hands, it's pissing and beat off. And there's just a chain reaction. Not good.
1: Another hung jury. Another hung jury, bro.
0: All right. Anthony Davis will be traded by the NBA trade deadline in February.
1: Does he have another year on his contract?
0: Yeah, I believe he has another year and then a player option, which he's obviously not going to pick up.
1: I'm going to say... You are guilty. I don't think he'll be traded. I just think they're going to let it ride and then just see if they can retool maybe in the off season. I will say that if he, I think if he does get traded, it will be in the offseason.
2: I'm going to say guilty as well. I don't see how you can trade Anthony Davis in the middle of the season and get fair market value. You're never going to get fair market value for Anthony Davis, so maybe I didn't put that absolutely correctly. But I think it's a lot harder – I would rather – if I if I am the Pelicans, what I would rather do is I want draft picks and I want to know exactly where I'm drafting. I don't want ping pong balls. I don't want anything crazy because as soon as you trade Anthony Davis in the middle of the season, that team becomes exponentially better, therefore hurting the odds. You could trade him to the Cleveland Cavaliers right now, the lowest of the low, the stinkiest of the stink, <laughs> and then they're automatically going to get exponentially better and that would affect where you're drafting. So I think they wait. Let's see what happens after free agency starts. Go make a run at somebody. And if you can't make a run, if you can't get anybody, then trade Anthony Davis, get draft picks, accumulate different assets, and move on with your rebuild.
0: Let's just say, though, the Pelicans have done a really shitty job building around him. Yes. Thus far. Absolutely. I mean, Etowan Moore, Solomon Hill, Elfbreed Payton. (laughs) Julius Randle is good. Um, Solomon, that Solomon Decent. Hill contract Ju- yeah. is
1: just yeah, so bad. Yeah.
0: All right, last one, not basketball related, but I had to add, had to have it on here. Andrew Luck will lead the Indianapolis Colts to the AFC Championship. Hawk, I'm gonna let you go first. Oh
2: no, let me go first because I want to rain on the parade, and then Hawk can eviscerate right. me.
0: This is the absolute easiest
2: call on the sheet. Absolutely guilty. Guilty. That's this it? is dumbassery. That's all you got to say. T- listen to the quarterbacks that the Colts have beaten this year. This great oh my Colts God. team. Hold on. Here's who you've beaten Derek Anderson. Sean Watson. Derek Carr. I'm getting there. Derek Anderson. Derek Carr. Marcus Mariota. Blake Bortles. Ryan Tannehill. Eli Manning. Alex Smith? Eli
1: uh, Manning's a two time Super Bowl winning champion. I I, okay.
2: Well, well, he was like 14 years ago. Dak Prescott, Blaine Gabbert, and you've beaten Deshaun Watson. And I would actually like to see you beat the Texans this week, but, I, you know, whatever. You've lost to Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Cody Kessler. On this list, all of the top probably three or four quarterbacks, you've lost to. Think about that for a second. I just, I just, I I like their roster. I like Darius Leonard. I just don't get the hype yet. So you're going with not guilty. I'm going with completely – you are guilty of dumb for thinking the Colts are going to the AFC Championship.
1: Okay, I agree. Guilty. I think we're going to the Super Bowl. No! So I think this should have said the Super Bowl because uh-uh. I think we're going to walk there. I mean, we're going to destroy Houston. Really? Houston, T.Y. Hilton always goes off in really? Houston. That'll be easy. We're going to destroy – we're gonna oh. do what we did to the Chiefs last time we played the Chiefs, embarrass them. That's what's gonna happen. We're gonna walk in, we're gonna play the Patriots, and we're finally gonna get over that hump again. For I don't the think second the Patriots time. get there either. I mean, maybe not, but I mean, who? Who? What else would it be? Just, just take it. Ravens. For a I mean, you know
2: that Andrew Luck's gonna throw that bone shattering.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna be up thirty three to ten. So it won't matter. Toe Well, you're not playing It's a, different, it's a different. You're team. not playing. Playing. Gabber we haven't anymore. made the playoffs in four years. Why not us? Why not you? I, Why not I mean, us? And the team comes out of the wild card round more times than you would think. I mean, it happened to Manning the two times he won the Super yes. Bowl. It's happened years recently. I mean, it's going to happen this year with the Colts. I think. I,
2: I I think the Colts are the I'll... third best AFC team playing in the wild card round. I think. I think. I think Baltimore is better. I just think they're more physical. I I watched firsthand Lamar Jackson, who I was not high on coming out, just because I didn't think he could throw. And guess what? The Ravens don't think he can throw either because they just run the football over and over and over again, just to let him be athletic. I also think the Chargers are better. I think the Colts are better than the Texans, so I I'm at, I'm for the Colts this week, but I don't see them getting the AFC
1: Chase. So like when you said we lose to quarterbacks, we were one and five. So that's a different season. That season didn't happen. We're okay. real. We're legitimately nine okay. and one. We flipped the switch after Sam Darnold. We lost to Sam Darnold. We are nine and one. Okay. Basically so we're the best team in the NFL, in my
2: and, and I just don't think you've beaten very many good quarterbacks. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: I'm a Browns fan.
2: What the hell do I know? I'm just telling you from my perspective. I think I, Luck has played much better this year than I thought he would. Leads the league in and he games. was he was he was bad the first couple of weeks of the season. He was he was, was, he was some bad, turnovers.
1: but he, they it was amplified because they were losing. the close Right, game obviously there. the game he lost against Cincinnati not his fault. The Houston game right. we should have right. won. Right, we went for it on fourth down, which right. I love Reich for that. Yeah. I would have yeah. done the same yeah. thing. No, I like the balls. On so I think yeah. if we would have been like three and three, they would, it would not have been amplified to that right. fact that he was playing bad. I think he was playing okay. Right. I think it was a little over-exaggerated.
2: Okay, my last point, and I I, I guess I'm a Colts hater, but I'm not really. I don't really hate him. It just drives me nuts because it, luck doesn't play in the biggest games of his career. He doesn't play well except for the Chiefs game. Th- that is that bigger than the AFC that was the second biggest game, game he ever
1: played, other than the AFC Championship. Game. I would not that. I, that that Patriots team was unbelievable. I mean, I mean,
2: he almost led the Titans
0: back in the game. He's never
1: lost the to the wins. Titans, Jake. I mean, if that's your argument, it's a bad they're argument. Tennessee he's 11-0 against the Titans. That's okay. a bad argument. We well,
0: also have to look at that team he took to the AFC Championship was freaking awful. They were not good. They were terrible. Oh, okay. The Jackson was their best <laughs> defensive player, and he was I like mean, 45. And that was when
2: the AFC was super weak. And I think, I think the biggest thing with the Colts is they're still – the thing, th- they're only going to get better. I think I think they're 120 in. $120 I think, exactly. I think Ballard is one of the best GMs in the league. It, probably top five GM in the league. I don't want to go through all that. They got salary cap. They draft well. I just think this is the worst team they'll have over the next five years. Why I think they're us? in great hands.
0: Why not us? Because you're just not well, better than Why that not team. us? <laughs> well, I agree. It will be the worst team they have in the next five years because they're going to build a dynasty and win three in a yeah, row. Exactly. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So, moving on, that's going to wrap up that. Did you guys like that segment? It was good. good. I I like to keep that going. Coming up next, a big big fan favorite Around the Association. (laughs) We'll be back in a few seconds. Hit the music.
1: It is time for Around the Association, presented by Born Ready Tupac. Ha ha! All right, happy 2019, the first born ready to pod around the association of the new year. First up, we got 76ers fans started signing a petition to ban Ben Simmons' girlfriend from home games, claiming she is bad luck. I don't know the name of her because I forgot to write it down. Kendall Jenner. It's one of the Jenners. Yep, that one.
2: Kendall Jenner. One. What are our
1: thoughts on fans banning girlfriends, famous girlfriends from games? Do we agree that she's bad luck? I agree. Yeah, I, I definitely
2: mean, I mean, she's a piece of
0: shit. She's a Kardashian. <laughs> I mean, you got to look at... I don't know what their record is with or without her, but I'm sure that the record suggests that they are losing with her at the games. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to look at everything, every reason possible. And I'm a very superstitious person, so, you know, I completely agree with it. And I would think, you know, being a loving girlfriend, hopefully that she is, that she would, you know, definitely accept Understand. the fact that she should stay at home and watch the games rather than go there. If it means they win. But I personally hope the Sixers keep losing. So, Kendall, please go to every game yep, going go forward. to every
1: game, sit courtside, look good. I don't care.
2: Do it. I literally, anything that the Jenners or the Kardashians touch in the athletic industry just wilts away. It just turns into frost. It's black. <laughs> frost. It just curls up, and it's dead. And so I hope she just continues her relationship with Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah. I agree. All right, next up, we saw a stat line the other night that had never been seen before. Yusuf Nurkic versus the Kings. 24 rebounds, 24 points, 23 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 steals, 5 blocks. Great fan dual play if you had him. Joins the exclusive 5x5 club. There's been 21 members of this club. Anthony Davis did it earlier this year as well. What are your thoughts on Nurkic's great game and Nurkic in general?
2: Nurkic was great. I actually watched that game and he just it just seemed like every time the ball was up, like he he lost like two or three rebounds that he should have gotten, like He was, like, there, and, like, Damian Lillard was like, okay, i got to get my rebounds. But just a completely amazing performance. I mean, the dude was all over the place. And Nurkic is really good. They don't play him all the time in crunch time. I think they're starting to figure out that, hey, he's not such a defensive liability. Um, And it was one of the most impressive things. It was very – it reminded me a lot of, like, a Nikola Jokic game where the game, like, was revolved around him. And Lillard kind of took a a step back. I think he ended up with, like, 24, but he was
0: just – just feeding him the ball,
2: and they couldn't stop him. So, yeah. it, was, it was quite the game.
0: I don't have much to say on Nurkic, but I have a question for you guys. little trivia. Who did he play for before the Trailblazers? Nurkic?
2: Yes. It was Is the Denver nuggets. nuggets. Yeah, yeah he went
0: in a deal, I think.
2: did they trade, like, Plumlee and, like, yes. Picks or something? Yeah, it was something like that. Oh, oh I'm going to hit you
1: back with some trivia. Yeah. Because this was on a game I watched the other night that we didn't really discuss that much. What college did Kent Bazemore go to?
0: I have no idea.
2: I, I – couldn't even guess. Just take a
1: guess. It's a small college, so that's my only hand I'll give you.
0: Delaware State.
2: <laughs>
1: that sounds right. <laughs> I'm going to say Delaware State, too. <laughs> no, it's Old Dominion. Ooh. So if anybody ever asks you, now you know Old Dominion. Oh. All right, next up we got the LeBron James segment. We always talk about him for whatever reason, because that's all anyone ever wants to talk about. Uh. LeBron James walked into a game last week drunk on wine with wine in hand. People freaked out online. I personally could care less. I don't care what this man's doing. He wasn't playing, so who cares? And then he went on his show and said after he beat the Warriors in Cleveland, that made him the greatest player of all time. Again, I don't give a shit. If he wants to think that, I think you have to think like that if you're one of the best in the league. I mean, I, I, I don't even know why people knock him. Who cares? And then they dug up an interview, Michael Jordan said, and said that he would never say he's the greatest because – he thinks it's disrespectful to the old players. A bunch of bullshit I don't care about. I hate talking about it, but I wrote him down in the notes anyway.
0: Let's be honest about this right here. If LeBron James tweeted that his poop was green... People would go crazy. People would go crazy. It would be on <clears throat> ESPN, Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report is the worst, by the way. I love giving them crap. They they find a fad and they just keep going at it. Like Luka Donc- Doncic. I like, Donc? always struggle saying the name. He's number one target for them. He's on their DSL list. Uh, but yeah, LeBron having to say that he's the greatest player of all time, it's just annoying, it's like, it's literally just shows what kind of ego he has it's all he cares about, it's all he you know, ever thinks about is i got to be the greatest player of all time, who cares like, it's kind of like what Michael Jordan said in that interview, like you can't really compare eras, and I hate when people get in the debates, well who is the best player of all time it's just like, you don't know because they never played against each other, it's just you can't figure it out and the whole wine thing was really annoying because I forget what happened that night. But that was making headlines over, I think the Pacers had a big win that night. The Pacers beat out, I think, the Pistons that night or something like that. And that was getting the headlines was LeBron James drinking a glass of wine. Like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit, literally? Yeah, I don't
2: really give a shit about LeBron. Um, and I the only thing, I think he should go to jail because he said he gives his kids wine. <laughs> So I think he should go straight to prison. I don't hate it. I think think definitely – he should have went to prison while he was in Cleveland, um, and that probably would have paved the way for several Pacers uh, opportunities. But, uh, no, seriously, I don't really care. Uh, LeBron's going to be LeBron. He's just bigwig, and – Chris, I think it was Chris, who retweeted something. It was like an ESPN spoof that said, like, breaking news, LeBron James ate breakfast this morning, and then it was like sources tell us it was like an egg and cheese sandwich. But it's just ridiculous. It was French toast. It was Yeah, it was just (laughs) absolutely ridiculous. It was
1: just ridiculous. If the Pacers won the title and LeBron James had an ingrown toenail, which would they talk about? The toenail. For sure, the There's no no debate. Okay, next up, after LeBron, we got, according to Mark Stein, a pretty reputable source, Warriors interested in trading for Anthony Davis. That alone is like a no shit. Everyone's interested. Yeah, I was going to say that was going to be my has. line. And then also, Demarcus Cousins went through a full practice recently. There's still no timetable on his return, but he's looking more and more healthy every day. That team's more scarier every day. The, oh, go ahead. Is there any way they could add Anthony Davis to that team? No,
0: they're not going to add Anthony Davis. Of course, every team's interested. Who are they going to trade? Like if I'm the, I mean they'd have to give up Draymond Green and yeah, definitely Draymond. And I mean that he's not a real sexy piece anymore. Like who is Draymond Green without you know on the Warriors team? He's not a guy that's gonna be a star player on your team. He's a role player. And I don't know who else they they'd have to throw in like a. I mean they don't have any they don't have any young guys like they don't really have any good outstanding young players. So I don't know how they would trade for him. Uh, so yeah that's not okay. gonna that's not gonna happen. I got a deal.
2: I got a deal in my head. You... Um, Go
0: ahead. moving Sorry. on. I got one more point then you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> Just De- swats me away. <laughs> Demarcus Cousins. I mean, people are trying to make a big deal like the Warriors and like such like a shitstorm. They're number two in the West. They're like twelve or thirteen games over five hundred. Steph Curry missed a bunch of time, and Demarcus Cousins. We keep forgetting he's coming back. The NBA season is over. I don't know why we watch. They're going to win. They're just adding drama during the season to make you think that they're not going to win, when in reality, they're going to go like 16-1 to in the playoffs. So, We're taking
1: them to seven. Well, we've I would
0: seven. love that. I would love that, but it's not going to happen. The Warriors will win. They have five Team USA basketball players. Go ahead. Okay,
2: so what would what would a trade look like? Here's what I think a trade would look like, and I don't have the trade machine in front of me, but I think you trade Andre Iguodala. I think you probably have to trade in order to actually make this to work, probably Clay Thompson. This I mean I think you would have to trade Clay Thompson. That would be the piece that the Pelicans would want back because then they could probably super max him and build try to build around Clay Thompson. So you trade Inguadala, you trade Clay Thompson, and then I think it would take a bevy of first first round picks, probably protected and Maybe, maybe like a Kevin maybe Kevin Looney. Maybe like Kevin Looney, Quinn Cook or Jordan Bell. I think that would be. I don't think that's a terrible package. That would honestly. be scary. I, I think it, w- it wouldn't be a terrible package, and it would open up and allow them to actually be. Able you to would get it. such
0: a better offer from the Lakers or from. Well, uh,
2: what's a better offer look like
0: though? From the Lakers, I'd rather have like Kuzma. You got to make the salaries match. I'd so. take Lonzo. I know. I'm just throwing off players. Uh, they have better young oh, well, young boom. talent. The Celtics have Tatum. They have... Oh, Tatum. Tatum Jaylen gets Brown. you. Tatum yeah. should get
2: you. So, I know you don't like him, but Tatum should get you Anthony Davis. Tatum in a, a minor piece should get you Anthony Davis. Yeah,
0: so if I'm... That would be my absolute last resort. I feel like you could get a way better package from a lot of other NBA teams. Yeah, I don't disagree. What would a, what would a Pacers package look like, Hawk? You haven't got to talk too much.
1: Pacers package would definitely Darren Collison. That's $11 million, And then, let's say, you'd have to give them somebody they want. Like, Somebody interesting, you, you know, have to give up Sabonis, you have Sabonis. to give up Sabonis. Sabonis, and then maybe like Aaron Holiday. Like, I hate to say it, but somebody, young and probably a couple first, and maybe in probably a first round at least. And to... they can take TJ Leaf, yeah, can we can just throw that in as <laughs> yeah. like we don't necessarily
2: as TJ Leaf, Leaf walks in. He's they're like, why did we get this concierge? Why is he <laughs> walking into our locker room? Yeah. Pick
1: up the bags, <laughs> yeah. Next up, we got Ennis Cantor, pissed about his minutes in the Knicks. He doesn't play defense, so I don't think he should be that mad. And I think this is Fizdale's plan. I mean, I, everyone gives Fizdale a lot of respect around the league. Yeah. And I think it's he's an okay coach. He's never done anything that bad, or he's been on those. He was on those Miami teams coaching staff. So, I, what do you guys think about Ennis Cantor? Pissed about his minutes. I mean, I mean, is he a prime trade piece target for the deadline? Uh, I think Cantor is.
0: Number one, either your starting center on a bad team, so like the Knicks, or he's your best backup player who isn't going to play crunch time minutes unless he's like really dominating the game. Defensively, he's a liability. Um, Where he's best at is on the offensive glass, cleaning up misses, going going straight up. You know, that's how he puts up those double-doubles. And he's a good defensive rebounder. So he's never going to be a defensive guy. He's, you know... He's one of those guys who would have flourished like in the 90s and the 2000s. Really, his game, I mean, it's it's amazing that he's had as much success as he's had nowadays because he's, he's just not very quick. So I like Canner as a player, but like I said, he's either your starter on a really bad team or your best player coming off the bench. And I think if I was him, I'd want to go elsewhere because the Knicks obviously are wanting to play young guys because they're thinking you know this is the what what we have to do to get better why play canner when we shouldn't have to
2: yeah i canner is he's just an offensive guy he's one of the, he's the worst defensive center i think i've ever seen like they just teams just pick and roll him i can't remember one nba guy canner win at some nba guy like the night they played and then literally, that guy responded back with like a pic- or picture or a quote from scouting report that just said, "Just keep attacking, Cantor off the pick and roll." So I don't really see a big market for him. Um, and quite honestly, they have a pl- they have a young center who I really like. Hey, Mitchell Robinson. Yes, exactly. And uh, they're just they they need to play him. Cantor is not going to be a New York Nick when they're successful. So move on. I think Chris said it best. Um, he's probably like. Sixth or seventh man. I don't know if you want him to be the best player off the bench, just because he literally is so bad on defense. But
0: kind of like he was in that OKC role. He yeah, came off the bench and he was a solid role player for them. Yeah. You,
2: I, I could see maybe maybe a team like I'm just like just completely spitballing here, but maybe maybe like the Nuggets just giving him a chance off the bench. Off the bench
1: in Houston wouldn't be bad. I feel like that they don't that's, play defense anyway.
2: Yeah, that's not bad. Although Capella, see him in Miami. Oh yeah, with that stash, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: 100%. All
1: right, that, that concludes all you got? around the association for the new year.
0: All right, well, it's been a pleasure. First episode in a couple weeks, so we had a lot of things to talk about. Uh, one thing I do want to hit on, well, first off, on a funny note, um, I do want to mention this. The guy is back on our mentions, the FanDuel guy. The
1: FanDuel guy's back. I couldn't be more excited. Johnny boy. Um, love you, John. So he's
0: been sending us questions Trying to, he's gotten a little bit smarter. I've tried to get him on a few things that he hasn't quite bit on it, but he still sings the same questions over and over. So he's back. If we have any good more takes from him, I'll make sure to send him I out. Must have
1: got that bonus, New Year's bonus. And yeah, then he's back to gambling. Yeah, so, degenerate.
0: So very thankful that Johnny's back in our life. And on a sad note, news came out yesterday that uh, the Purdue student and Purdue captain of the football team, Tyler, Tyler Trent passed away with his battle, from his battle with cancer. So uh, definitely send well wishes to his family um, the last few months of his life and even the year, last couple of years, um, definitely making an impact not only on the state of Indiana but also over the nation and the world. So um, just very sad news, that's for sure. Yeah,
2: tough, yeah. tough situation. Um, obviously Chris and I are Purdue grads, so – uh, keeping up with that whole thing—it's just been—it's been a sobering experience. But the kid took it with—he—he uh, he, he just took it with such grace that it, he mentioned it several times. Like, I'm just the guy you're hearing from. There's other kids like me dying from this disease. He was just kind of like the face of it, and he never wanted to be the face of it. But once he. Made such an impact with the ESPN piece by Tom Rinaldi. I mean, he just took it in stride, and uh, you could tell over the last several weeks, like he, his body was just changing. His even the way he looked just was completely, completely different. And he fought it till the very end. And uh, proud of the proud of the guy for sure for for going out on his own foot. And anybody dealing with cancer or seeing somebody deal with cancer, you can relate. You fight, you fight, you fight, and at the end of the day. You know, now he's resting easy today. So proud of the guy. Uh, Pleasure being in existence at the same time as him.
1: Yeah, an inspirational person, amazing person. Don't let his message die. If you can, donate. If you can, help any way you can. Uh, Very sad news, but also a great impact.
0: Absolutely. Um, So that's going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Make sure you check us next week. We will be back. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks a lot.